0: Well we're taught we're taught techni- we're taught, the, taught the technical stuff. We are not taught how to communicate with customers. We as technicians, we want our customers to trust us. And so listeners out there, do you want your clients to trust you? So how do you how do you get them to trust you? Right now, you're giving a, bu- a bunch of information so that they think that you're smart about the trade and that they will trust you when in fact your technical knowledge is putting them to sleep. It's working against you, not for you.
1: Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse to lose pursuit, It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick.
2: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, are hanging out with you today. And we have a great guest joining us today, Gene Slade, back in the house. And this time, he actually is in the house because he is here, not over the phone, live and in person, man. And we are looking forward to talking to him about jargon, tech talk, and belief in yourself and whatever else comes up, man. It's going to be a good convo. Right, Brian?
3: Yeah, the the episode is supposed to be about uh, jargon and you know speaking speaking overly technically and not speaking to our to our clients in the home as if or I'm sh- I should say at a third to fifth grade reading level, which is something he's been saying over and over here in our training center this week as we've brought him out to train our technicians in office support. Um, but I think I mean the the one thing he was saying to the text that I've, that I texted the managers was worth the price of admission alone was that um, so many of them probably have the belief that what they make now is what they'll always make or what they should make or deserve to make and you know he was saying to stand tall and puff your chest out you're a you're an HVAC tech you're a you're a plumber that means something you're 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 somebody who knows to how to you know harness lightning you're an electrician. This is a this is a big deal, and you should be proud of that fact. So while while this episode is going to be about jargon, we certainly want to touch on all those other things with them. We'll be sure to ask about that and more, but first we're going to break it down for you, and that's why we have Brian in here to give us our quote. If you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it well. Albert Einstein.
2: Oh, man. That was a good one. Yeah right talking from a guy who literally wrote the theory of relativity and beyond uh whose IQ is nearly unparalleled in in all of history as a good find
3: yeah so and and what a simple quote <laughs> well, <laughs> well done albert who knew uh he, who knew he uttered sentences with uh, the the longest word being two syllables not me that's good so yeah. so what's he saying like it is the most insecure people in every industry who use the biggest, hardest to understand, most technical words. And why is that? Because we want to sound like we know what the heck we're talking about. Uh, certainly no challenge with you, Brian. Sounding like I know what I'm talking about? No, using small words. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, As I was a young tech, every every three to four syllable word I learned, I could not wait to vomit it onto the kitchen table of some poor unsuspecting homeowner to sound more like I know what I'm talking about. Not realizing that I'm using these huge words that they don't understand. I'm not making me sound better. I'm making them feel worse. So if I make you feel like you don't understand what I'm talking about, you don't want to talk to me anymore. Now, if I'm doing a very good job of, of crafting what I'm saying into an analogy of something that you do understand and making you walk Walk through it with me. And I don't have to make you understand the ion exchange process that is softening water. I have to make you understand that water that's softened feels better. It makes your appliance last longer, makes your shower doors look better, makes your hair softer. That's it. So if I can explain what something does for you as opposed to what something does, then I'm winning the battle. Mm.
2: Yeah. You're right about that. It it really does come down to a level of security or shall we say insecurity uh, that, that prompts you to start speaking in those terms. Yeah, I'm sure all of you in, in the radio land, podcast land out there, I guess, uh, have come across somebody who started throwing around some words and you're pretty sure they didn't know exactly what that word meant, but they keep like bringing it up or, or other words like that. And you're like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and if your clients... <laughs> Thanks, brian <laughs> If your clients are getting no, uh, literally, you're putting me to sleep. I, Come know, on, step it up, buddy. Let's go. If your clients are getting that same type of reaction, or or you're or you're seeing that, and you thinking you're you're waxing eloquent on uh, capacitors or uh, ionizers, I don't know. Angle stops. Angles.
3: Oh, oh yeah, angle stops. T and P valves. Man, man, so technical.
2: I got all these letters. I just don't know what to do with them.
3: British thermal units. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, B. You don't even know
2: what that is. (laughs) British thermal units. Oh, BTU. Okay, got it. Got it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we we really got to be careful about that because the only person that we are appeasing in that conversation is ourselves. And guess what? Nobody else cares.
3: And really, your paycheck doesn't care either. Right. That is a, a direct David Sandler of uh, Sandler training quote, which is the thing he always said that stuck out the most to me was, don't be in there to get your needs met. Mm-hmm. So figure out before you knock on that door, when am I going to get my needs met? Is it when Joe and Sally open this door or is it next Friday? I had to determine at some point, like everyone who's in a truck, either will determine at some point, at some point or won't. That I'm going to get my needs met every other Friday in terms of what I'm doing here, my job, my work, knocking on this door, going to talk to this customer. For me, it's speaking and dealing with technicians and office staff. Am I going to get my ego fed by this conversation if I'm if I'm getting into a heated exchange with a tech over something maybe they did or didn't do? And they're pushing back. And Is this where I get my, my needs met for my ego and crush them and, and send them out to either look for another job or go do a very poor job on their next two calls? Or am I going to take it on the chin and get my needs met next Friday and build this technician up and send this technician out in the best way possible to to go out and make a great income for his family or at the very worst, just go out and serve in a high capacity these People that pay us to come to their home. So, getting your needs met in the home is a bad idea. And when you're using terminology that makes you feel smarter, but costs you a sale, a customer, at least the rapport you've built with that person, you're getting your needs met at the cost of the person you're interacting with. So, decide that you want to get your needs met every other Friday, your paycheck. And right now it's time for these customers to get their needs met by way of you speaking to them at a third to fifth grade reading level, as Mr. Gene Slade, the lead ninja himself says.
2: It really is kind of silly, Brian, because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is communicate. I don't care if you consider yourself a strong communicator or, you know, or not. Communication is part of what we do. You have to be able to communicate to the person across from you at the other side of the table what exactly it is that's either wrong with their system or missing from their system or uh, or in danger or, or any of these things. You have to be able to communicate that. If you cannot do that, all the technical skills in the world don't matter. If you can't explain to a client that the breaker in their house is rusted and the reason that it's rusted is because there's water present and that causes all these safety concerns up to and including burning your house down. If you cannot communicate that, your ability to change out that breaker or change out that panel means nothing. Why? Because the client has no idea what you're talking about. They don't understand that there's even a problem. And even if they did, they don't understand the extent of it. So you want a challenge? My challenge to you is go home, write down a 30-second script about why you need to replace part X and whatever trade that is, write down that part and stop using more than three-syllable words. You want to do it in a really big challenge? Write it down in two-syllable words, nothing more. Write that script out, all right? From, From start of conversation to end of conversation, how you would explain to somebody why they need to replace an inducer motor inducer Ooh, okay yeah, so you gonna
3: have to work that out yeah
2: well okay fine so change it they don't know what an inducer motor is anyways nor that's the point that's the very point right i don't know what inducer means is that a thing is, is that an action like what is that so if they don't know that then then take it out or change it up change it to something that they would understand and try to get it down to two and three syllable words and then express it to them I was just looking at a manual here, Brian, and just looking at something, a universal heat pump defrost control manual, and it's explaining brownout protection. De-energizes compressor when control voltage drops below 15.5 VAC for more than four seconds and resumes operation at 17.5 VAC selectable on or off. Exactly, exactly. But some of you out there are actually saying that stuff to the client. Okay? They don't care they don't understand <laughs> what they do understand is that every once in a while their system stops working for inexplicable reasons can you fix that you can let's do it right that's what it comes down to you're not trying to explain to them the details as to why it doesn't work you're trying to explain to them the details as to how you can make it work better
3: or how you can stop it from not working yeah, I know I'm going to get made fun of because I don't know if you were talking about the heating or cooling side of the system. I have no idea what you just explained. Well, if, But if all it, I need <laughs> to know is this will make your unit keep heating or this will make your unit keep cooling. Sorry, your system keep heating or keep cooling. And that is literally, literally all I need to know.
2: To be fair, I I found it in a folder labeled HVAC, so I knew what it was. So it could be either. (laughs) It
3: could even be part of the ventilation. I don't know. I I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're just revealing all kinds of secrets. This time, on Waste No Day, Brian and Nate reveal that they know nothing about the
3: trades. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's a stretch. I
2: did know what BTU stands for. Uh, That's true. And that could be more than most people. Definitely the electricians. But moving So what we're trying to communicate here and what the, the, the emphasis of this podcast really is focusing on is make it easy. Dare I say, keep it simple, stupid, right? And I'm not insulting clients and I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying, if we can get things down to the most basic of communication levels, that is our friend, Gene Slade expresses on a third to fifth grade level. If you can explain what you're doing to the system If you can explain how it's going to impact the client in a way that they understand and it means something to them, now we're on the same page. That and more is what we're going to be covering in today's podcast. Let's bring on our friend and trainer, Gene Slade. All right, our guest today is Gene Slade. We're putting him in your passenger seat, and hold on. It's going to be a good one, so buckle up. Uh, Gene Slade is the owner, operator, and trainer extraordinaire of the Lead Ninja System. As a primary trainer, he gained his experience in the field over decades of not only operating and working in a business, but also owning one to eventually move his way into the training scene. Gene uses his ability to produce indoor air quality, water treatment, and many other types of sales, uh, and promotes that type of system throughout the country. He is no stranger to the show, and this time we actually have him in person. Brian, finally, finally,
0: you got yeah, Gene man. in studio. Gene is the lead in the ninja. house. Cost you a lot of money to get, it, get this in person interview, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
3: this, is, this is one this this interview we're not actually paying for. It. We just we just yeah. said, let's get them in here so we can squeeze back a little bit of that money. Absolutely, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's what are we day three now of day four?
3: Three of four. Yeah. Black Belt Sales
0: Training, NJ University.
3: In. I can't tell you how many guys said on the way out. I said day three down. What do you think, guys? And they're like, this is tomorrow's it.
2: oh no I think we would have some heads exploding if we tried to get too many more days there's a lot to unpack it's funny how
3: how exhausted they look on the way out
2: yeah you should see me when I
0: finally get out the parking lot actually (laughs) (laughs) I take the mask off
3: (laughs) I saw you asleep in the driver's seat out there in the lot earlier (laughs) yeah those 10 minute breaks they help power nap.
2: (laughs) awesome well Gene it is a pleasure to have you in the studio and training with us this week thanks Nate All of our technicians, plumbers, and electricians are uh, in the service field are in training uh, four days in a row from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then running calls. And then running calls to apply it. Yeah. So appreciate all those of you who are working for us this week. I know it's rough. We're all (laughs) trying to hang in there with the early mornings. And Gene, thanks for waking up early and making it happen. Yeah, it's. I would say my
0: pleasure, but... uh... I'm really tired right now. (laughs) 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 I'm used to working until at least midnight because there's clients on Cal, you know, the California coast. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's something I had to, I had two leads last night and both wanted to talk business.
2: I said, you know, I I really love to do that. I got to get up in four hours. we talk (laughs) about it tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah, that's rough. Well, it has been a fantastic couple of days here of training and we're looking forward to the conclusion tomorrow, but we wanted to bring you in, um, on a podcast to actually not only continue what you've been training on, but uh, to benefit the rest of our listeners as well. And we were hoping to talk about the subject of jargon. Um, We'll define that as tech speak. Okay. Give me some technical jargon. Let's give some examples.
3: IAQ.
0: IAQ. Do you think clients know what that means?
3: Reverse osmosis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've talked to, HVAC technicians that had never heard the term IAQ. Oh
3: wow! Yeah, I mean, haven't you. Well, I hadn't heard it until I did. But I'm a plumber. Yeah. See, and
2: that's that's the point, right? So, like, yeah. even within the trade itself, we throw around terms and and abbreviations and acronyms and things like that. So S C E R
3: A F U E the flux capacitor, like uh, car- carbon system in plumbing, which I had not used. <clears throat> previous to being here but I heard heard it all the time when I got here which is like I'm not saying our customers are dumb I wouldn't I don't even know why you think that Gene because I would never say that first off (laughs) but you think carbon what do you immediately think of especially in this day and age you think of your footprint yeah carbon footprint I don't want a machine that gives me a carbon footprint sure or or on the other hand it's just something that is easy to shop it's easy to find a 18 inch carbon filter from Lowe's that you can put in yourself for $8 or whatever. It's just, so we say whole home water filtration, right? Home, not house.
0: Yeah. toxin and chemical eliminator. Eliminator. You know, something that, that, that says what it does as opposed to what the industry term is so that a, we don't get shopped and B, we don't confuse our clients, right? Because our clients make everything we say mean something. And if we don't tell them what it means, They come to their own conclusion that's not necessarily in their best interest or the company's best interest or our best interest. So we we confuse people a lot, don't we?
3: Sure do. I think we we confuse ourselves a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I'll
0: I'll never forget the first time this really occurred to me that I was doing this as a salesperson. I think I was in my third year as a salesperson and I was generating over a million dollars a year in revenue at the time. I think this is 2003, 2004. And I had, uh, I bought a new house and I needed something to take care of the chlorine and the hardness that was in the water because the city water was terrible and it was making my skin dry. Uh, It was just not good. And so I had a guy from Connecticut come out. And I was super excited to talk to him because I'd heard that it was actually the best system that was on the market. And I don't know about you guys, but I like the best.
2: absolutely.
3: Absolutely.
0: You know, who doesn't? If you could afford it, why would you not have the best? So this guy comes out and he opens this yellowed sheet of newspaper sitting at this glass dining room table that I had. And he began to talk about his resin. Well, when he said resin, I took a day trip. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I have you ever been sitting there with a client that was talking at you too much and maybe they're sixty, seventy, eighty years old, they, they they're they're one of the people that has, has lost somebody, maybe they're lonely and they just talk, 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 and you're sitting there shaking your head being agreeable, but you're not listening, and then four five, six minutes later, everything gets crystal clear and you actually hear what they're saying again. But before that it was kinda like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, this is what happened to me when this guy said resin. I went resin, resin, resin. What the heck is resin? What the heck is resin? And I started theorizing or predicting what he was talking about. And three, four minutes later, he came back clear again. You know, everything went from blurry to clear and I could hear him talking again. And I went, oh my gosh this is what I've been doing to my clients. Mm. I've been talking about S E E R and AFUE and the flux capacitor. And they're like deer in the headlights. Right. And that was when I realized I needed to stop doing that. I had to start calling things what they did so that the client could understand, or I had to make sure they understand what things meant because otherwise they're going to come to their own conclusion. We're meaning making machines. I learned that from a, a company on the east coast of Florida. I spent a lot of time with them. We are meaning making machines. Everything that happens to us, everything that that occurs around us, we interpret it and we make it mean something. And your clients do the same thing too. So if you for instance, if you say to them, you give them a benefit of, what's one of the benefits of doing business with 1 hour Benjamin Franklin, Mr. Sparky?
2: 24/7 service. Okay,
0: great. 24-hour day, 7-day week service or live operator. It's employee of the company that answers the phone. That's a feature, but what's the benefit, right? That's where we kind of mess up a lot of times. The client has to determine the, 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 the benefit on their own. Why don't we say we provide service 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and a live operator that's employee of the company. That way, you know that you're not going to have to wait in the unlikely event that your system goes down that we prioritize warranty calls as a feature, but they, we don't tell them what it means. We, we should say most companies run warranty calls 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. And you gotta wait if you're not in those hours. With one hour Benjamin Franklin, Mr. Sparky, you get a speed pass to the front of the line when you're a customer and you get, you know, if you got a warranty, you get service right away, mm. right? So that's what it means, but we don't, we don't say what it means to the clients. They're left to determine their own
3: meaning. Ooh, that's the what is the Disney one? Is what the Fast Pass? Yeah, yeah, Fast yeah. Pass, yeah. Fast
0: Pass, Speed Pass, whatever wow. it is. Those people love that thing, right? Have you ever been to a park and went, "Gosh, yeah. the line's two hours. I wish I had one of them there passes." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
3: new Frozen Frozen uh, ride at uh, Disney World. I don't know.
0: I don't know anything there. about yeah. Frozen, bro. Oh, that's right. You yeah, got six boys. Six yeah. boys. Let I got it three go. girls. So,
3: yeah, it was a it was a what, two minute ride for two and a half hours of standing, oh. eighty eight sunny, humid. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're yeah. watching
2: the fast pass people
0: walk by you. Uh, yeah, there is one month in Florida that I will go to an amusement park. That's February. Mm. All right, <laughs> forget it. I mean, everybody, it's so busy as it is, but then you get that heat. Forget yeah you know how
3: it. hard it is to find a family of six walking by to beat up and take their fast passes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always a family of two or five yeah. or three. It's like impossible.
2: Yeah, you have to beat up two families to get your kids through <laughs> right,
3: there, right? <laughs> so as
0: far as jargon's concerned, like we we should switch out some names, so for instance capacitor well what, we have some what so should we call
3: it what, what what should we call the capacitor? Um, I do like when you say the flux capacitor. I just think, great, Scott.
2: Your flux capacitor is out. <laughs> like, hey, listen, your unit just busted a cap. <laughs> is that on the right direction? No? I don't think busted so. A I cap. Don't, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. So we, we would call a capacitor a
0: torque booster, right? Or we would call it a battery cap or something like that because it's kind of like a battery. It stores energy. And customers seem to really... They they kind of dig that. They don't ask what that is. They don't go to, to Amazon and go capacitor. This is only 30 bucks. Right? You're charging me 300. Why? Like that opens up a can of worms we don't want to be in the middle of because most of us can't explain the 90 or 100 or 120 different things that the company has to pay for in order to, you know to to stay afloat. So,
2: um, we want to try to stay away from stuff that they can shop. So what do you think it is about being a technician, a plumber, an electrician, being in the trades that makes you just naturally lean towards talking in those terms? The the ones that you would find in the manuals and in sure. the, the trade books. Well we're we're taught technique we're taught the taught the technical stuff. We
0: are not taught how to communicate with customers. So most of these technicians they'll they get taught by technical people the the UV light manufacturer'll send in a manufacturer's rep and he will talk about all the technical stuff but not what to say to get the client to actually want it and so we as technicians we want our customers to trust us correct and so listeners out there do you want your clients to trust you so how do you how do you get them to trust you right now you're giving a, bu- a bunch of information so that they think that you're smart about the trade and that they will trust you when in fact your technical knowledge is putting them to sleep it's working against you not for
3: you and it's no different than the uv light rep who comes to the shop and no offense to you guys but never installed one didn't have anything to do with designing it they they know relatively Yeah they tell very you it's got a 268
0: nanometer wavelength of light that penetrates the cell wall yeah. of a microorganism renders it and you know, whatever <laughs>
3: Sounds awesome. I Let's go sell one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't
0: teach the client how to, they don't teach you how to get the client to want it. You have got to uncover something that's going on in that person's household in order to get them to want out of the situation that
2: they're in. Yeah. All right. So what, what about an example in plumbing? Like what is a common jargon term in plumbing? Well, ask you, Brian.
3: Relief yeah. valve. Relief valve. Yeah, angle stops. Carbon system. Uh, softener um
2: so angle stop so if we put those through the uh gene slade machine over here right right (laughs) spits out on the other end so angle stop um i we talked about
0: this morning uh you you guys are calling it uh an eso what's an eso Emergency shut (laughs) off. Right. But when they're saying that, ESO to me, I don't even know what it is. And I know how to sell plumbing.
3: Yeah. And we say it to each other in here, but, but you have, we have to know that as soon as somebody, it's like saying things like my spiel or my pitch. Well, you're wiring yourself to call it that. To go out there and say it in front of the homeowner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I was like, what is EOS? And they're like, or ESO, they're like, it's an we emergency. We actually did a podcast on EOS, so we're familiar okay. with that. <laughs> yes, what so, the heck is EOS? <laughs> <laughs> so it's an, emergency, it's an emergency shutoff. Why not call it what it is? Um, what's another term? I mean, I, I think plumbing is better at doing this than HVAC. Like well, a softener, pressure reducing valve. Yeah, that says
3: real, what it is. Softener does soften the water. My yeah. issue with... Some of some of it, and I'll still call it jargon, It's just because it's such an industry standard name. It's really mm-hmm. easy to shop. And then when you shop, you know, we have the creme de la creme Brita Pro water softener here that also removes all the chlorine and byproducts and then mm-hmm. chloramines. You go to Home Depot and just say, I want a softener. They give you the $300 water boss piece of crap mm-hmm. that does nothing like what ours does. Sure, And it's, you know... of what ours costs?
0: Yeah, so for the carbon system, like I would call it, or have called it in the past, uh, toxin and chemical eliminator, right? as opposed to a carbon filter. That way they're not going to be able to shop it. On the softeners, we didn't call them a softener. We would call it a a super soft water system.
3: Okay. You know? Yeah, we we say a whole home water conditioning system for the softener, whole home water filtration system. I wish we
0: could come up with something better than conditioning because that's like, Ninth to tenth grade reading level, isn't it? Conditioning. How many syllables? Conditioning. Right, it's four it's, syllables. It's two syllables. Like what could we come up with that was even better than that? We could make history right now.
3: Soft hair. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole home soft. Well, hair
0: what does machine. it do? What does it do? It saves our appliances, or it saves our faucets and our fixtures. Um, we could call it a a whole home plumbing saver.
3: Well, it does different things depending on who you're talking to. Sure. Right? So we we're fortunate enough to have Brittany in here, um, Gene's fiance, and uh, also to have Maverick in here, Gene and Brittany's youngest son. Maverick. He's sleeping over here, but we're gonna give him a little shake to get him on the show before it's all said and done. He's drunk.
1: Yeah, you do, you do that, and he's yours.
3: <laughs> he's he's been going since the flight, huh? So we're uh, we're what I was thinking was depending on who you're speaking to. A water softener, if you will, does different things. So sure. So if I'm talking to Gene, a water softener is going to save Gene a lot of money on appliance repairs and replacement.
0: All my faucets, all my fixtures. Correct. But right, if I'm yeah. talking
3: to Brittany, this water treatment system is going to give you clear glass shower doors and soft hair and- Soft bob, skin. Soft skin, make soft towels, soft clothes, make the, uh, make the, the product that you- may or may not use in your hair last longer, make those treatments last longer. Oh, I got Possibly one.
0: save you time putting on lotions and stuff because sometimes you don't even have to use lotions anymore.
2: I just saw this online. Herapist machine. Say what? Hairapist machine. Hairapist. Yeah, like therapist uh-huh. for your hair. Hairapist. I don't know. You know, got to work it in. <laughs> <laughs> Get back moly. to
0: Google, Nate. It's, I got to pull up my <laughs> pant legs. It's getting deep in
2: here. <laughs> Well, some might say, Gene, that, you know, this is semantics, right? We're just exchanging words for other words. You know, it's no longer a secretary. It's an admin, administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. It's no longer uh, a janitor. It's a a custodian or, you know, a a cleaning professional. Like, is that what we're doing here?
0: Well, those are titles to make people feel better, right? What I'm trying to do is help the client to easily understand what it means. Otherwise, we create confusion, correct? And a confused mind always says, what, guys?
3: No. So best I'd, case scenario,
2: I'm not sure.
0: Right? Yeah. I'm going to think about it. Right? So we want to keep from com- creating confusion. And we want to use the least number of words possible to communicate our message. Have you guys ever talked your way out of a sale?
2: I mean, not today. Have you ever said too much? Certainly oh, yeah. talked my way out of plenty of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. not <always laughs> Probably <good>. a few <laughs> dates, eh? <hey? Yeah>, right.
0: <laughs> but no, I, I've talked my way out of more sales than I can count. And so I want to use the least number of words possible to communicate my message. And if I call it something that self-describes it for the client, there's less description involved. right? For instance, when we were working today and we were talking about all the negative side effects of breathing in allergens, mold, stuff like that, we're role-playing with the guys, and we say, would you like to know what our clients have us do when we run into this situation? And they're like, yeah. And all we say is they have us install a Breathe Easy package. Afterwards, they tell us that when you get home from a long, hard day at work and you walk through that door, they hit you in the face. Beautiful. Like, well, then, then we start sharing the benefits, right? But it was a Breathe Easy package. It was perfectly described what was going to happen, right? So that's just one example of what we're talking about here. So Seman- you want to call it semantics? Then that's fine, but. Um, I know salespeople all over the country whose wallets would beg to differ.
2: <laughs> that's not semantics. That's cash. Yeah. We're I talking know, cash I've, I've seen enough
3: times, and I'm, I've been out of a truck for a while, but I can specifically remember times where I was explaining this product I was so passionate about and watched the gloss yeah shear over somebody's eyes and realized, well, I just lost them. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. gone.
0: My dad did that one time and the lady was like a deer in the headlights and he stopped and he goes, I have completely lost you, haven't I? And she says, yeah, I think I'd like you to leave. And he goes, may I please have just five minutes to try to clear this up for you? She goes, you got exactly five minutes. It was your mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Did he get it? busted.
3: Did he get the sale?
0: No, he didn't. He lost it. Mm. Cause he talked too much. She yeah. was done. She was done listening to him. She was just being polite, giving him his five minutes because we're wired for cooperation.
3: Yeah. It's painful
0: there. to not cooperate.
2: Hmm. So can I push back on you? Yes, sir. All right. So let's say I went to the doctor and, uh, the surgeon will say, and the surgeon's like, we're going to have to operate here. And he sits me down for the consultation. He's like, all right, so Nate, here's how it's going to do. go. We're, we're going to take this, uh, skin splitter over here and we're going to (laughs) start slicing and dicing and then we're going to take this rib spreader and insert it into your torso crank on this uh you know bone crushing device here and then i'm going to take these other specialized tools and go to town does it come you know do we start treading in dangerous waters there where we start to oversimplify things that people and, and like take away the seriousness of it well,
0: I think in the medical profession, it's—I mean—that that's one heck of a um, example. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, just
3: imagining my urologist going into such. Detail. Yeah. First, uh, for
0: just for that example purposes, I would—I would, the first thing I was thinking was, well, they're not going to buy a rib spreader on Amazon, <laughs> right? So I think we're safe there. But no, I think that that just scared the hell out of me. Right. right? I would. I, I don't want the doctor to explain everything he's going to do. I just want to know I'm going to be okay, which goes back to my point of saying less. They, we just want to know that we're going to be okay. We want to know that we're safe. The clients don't want to learn. They don't want a 10-point thesis on you know, HVAC, plumbing, or electrical. They just want to know, A, I got a problem. How is it affecting me? Is there a solution? Do other people do this too and turn out okay? They want to be safe. And can I afford it? Do I trust you? Fast talkers, people that talk too much, do you trust them?
3: Not typically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean as a rule,
0: stereotypically, uh, the fast talkers, the people that talk too much, you tune them out. Like, it's even hard to
2: develop a relationship with somebody that doesn't listen, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's nearly impossible. Yeah. It can be a one-sided relationship at best. Yeah. So which which part are you saying in that equation the the technician is supposed to be? What do you mean? Help me out. You're saying it's hard to develop a relationship if if nobody's listening. <laughs> right. I mean or Are you <laughs> saying the technician's not listening or the client?
0: Well, I, I think that we as technicians don't listen because we're so concerned about what we're gonna say next. Like if if I give the average technician that's out there, if I say to you your price is too high. Do you have a already written response? Do you know what to say after that? And w- what is the objection when they say your price is too high? Is it that it's more than their budget? Is it that their neighbor got one cheaper? Is it that they bought one cheaper two years ago? W- what is the issue? Right? So um, we've got to learn to listen Shut up and listen. Ask a question. Shut up and listen. Your clients will tell you exactly what you need to say in order to close them.
2: So, Gene, we have a, a wide variety of people that listen to the show. You right. know, we have the strong communicators who are they're nodding their heads right now. Sure. They're like, "Oh man, this is awesome stuff." And then we have the technical people who are like, "But I need numbers to explain what I need to yeah. go over. Like, I need ppms and and cfm's and everything else. Like, otherwise, I can't express the science."
0: Right. I get that person and I feel that way, but I, I touched that stove so many times trying to give people all the technical data and put them asleep. I mean, maybe 25% of the people out there that you're going to run into are going to be people that are even going to want to know that stuff. Way less. You know, maybe if you were lucky, those are the high C's on the disc profile, you know, I don't want to know. Mr. Minnick. Yeah. Right? Hey, over here. hey. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to know all that. If you, I'm a driver, I'm a high D. And so I make very fast decisions with very little amounts of information and I'm confident in my decision making ability. And and I figure worst case scenario, like for for instance, I, if I spend 35 grand on a program like I just did, I know that I can go in there and get one nugget that is going to make me 10 X that money back. Right. It's it's it's. We're just not taught how to communicate. We're taught how to fix stuff. And most guys got in this industry because they wanted to fix stuff. And then they get hired on finally to a decent company and they realize, oh, my gosh, this is a sales position. It's not I'm not just turning wrenches here. I don't think we prepare technicians well enough and we don't train them well enough and it's not their fault. The people that need all that technical stuff is just because you haven't learned, you haven't spent enough time developing or mastering the communication side of the business like you did with your tools. Like how long did it take you to become the plumber or the HVAC tech or the electrical technician that you are today to gain the competence that you have gained? How long did it take? Ryan, how long did it take for you to get really technically competent as a plumber? I mean, some would argue I never
3: did, but <laughs> cer- certainly <laughs> I mean the entire it was, plumbing it was, team as a well it my better, first better ser- part of a decade.
0: Yeah, my first service call that I ever ran was for my own company.
3: <laughs> no joke. <laughs> wow. That's s-
0: confidence. I had sold systems. I had done some tune ups and stuff like that, but I'd never run a service call. Yeah, it's, e-
3: it's, easy to, it's easy to see in the technical world, in the mechanical world, like I go to rebuild a Moen kitchen faucet this morning and it takes me two and a half hours and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, that's not going to work because I don't get, you know, it's not, it's not worthwhile to do that. Mm-hmm. So then I go back to the shop or home or what have you, find a Moen faucet that I can rip apart, put the, back together until I'm good at it. Now right. I'm, I'm, now I'm, I excel at changing out Moen cartridges, <clears throat> excuse me. However, in the soft skills world or the communication right. world, you can't tangibly see that you that I just obliterated this first meeting with Brittany here, right. and and um, she she'll never want to speak to me again. Certainly not have me put this water treatment system in. I can't see it. Right. I may know it if I'm a little higher on you the IQ. Feel it, but your your high seas your, your engineer types, they probably don't even know it happened. So it's, it's tough for us to even know (laughs) that we need help in this area. So it's, it's why it's so important to seek out, in my opinion, and I'm somebody who always did um, in my day, it was Tom Hopkins and Brian Tracy and and, um, guys like that Zig Ziglar in this day. It's guys like yourself and others. It's important to seek out somebody who, who is your crystal ball. Sure. For lack of a better phrase, it's somebody somebody that can
0: handle every single objection that comes their way that you can learn from.
3: Somebody who was in your position 15, exactly. 20 years ago and knows the roadmap to get to where they're at now. So you hit the fast forward button because you're going to answer a bunch of questions you don't even know to ask.
0: That's a great way to put it. You hit the fast forward
3: button. That's what a, that's what a mentor is. That's what a coach is, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they accelerate time. Right. It's like uh, Plaid Speed in a Tesla. <laughs> spaceballs. Like you either. said
3: it you said it yesterday um you're gonna pay a price to get good some people are gonna pay that price in time and some people are gonna pr- pay that pl- price in money right and which one is more important to you
0: money replenishes time you'll get another an- yeah you'll get another paycheck next week if you spend your whole paycheck you're gonna get another paycheck next week but that week you can't get it back that's right? so powerful
3: not one minute of that week can you no. replenish
0: money replenishes but time doesn't so why are you wasting time why are you not taking your career seriously why are you listening to led zeppelin or britney spears or bruno mars on the radio when you're driving around in your truck why are you not doing windshield university or drive time university like you guys say mvu right? getting your degree yeah. from my vehicle my, university. my Vehicle University. You, you can literally get an associate's degree in one year in the amount of time that you have behind your windshield right now, guys, at two hours a day. So why are you not taking and trading your time for things that will allow you to buy time? That's Your windshield time is so valuable. You could retire 10 years early if you just take that time and do something with it. Or do you want to waste it listening to music or the Joe Rogan podcast?
2: Not here on the Waste No Day podcast, obviously. No way, Jose. <laughs> this is the type of stuff you want
0: to be listening to. You to. said
3: Joe Rogan. You can't get him on here, can you? Sorry. You <laughs> well, know <no>. guy? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and that that one's tough because it, it is so entertaining, and you do come away yeah. especially that one feeling like you know more than you do. I did. mean, when
0: you can watch Joe Rogan and uh, Elon Musk smoke a joint together, are you yeah. kidding me? That's, <laughs> that's memorable. <laughs> that was hilarious. I couldn't, he got in a lot of trouble for that, didn't he?
3: Yeah, his stock crashed yeah. the next
0: morning. But now it's back.
3: It went back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who bet against Elon, but Yeah,
0: they came to him in the boardroom and said, Elon, what do you
3: do? He's just relax, guys. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Here, smoke this. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the plaid.
0: <laughs> it's coming out.
3: Yeah, so I was I was one in my uh the MBU thing came from a mm-hmm. sticky note that i kept on my dashboard starting in like 2004 where i just I, I put a yellow sticky note on my dashboard and wrote m.v.u i love that and it was to remind me that when i'm in this truck i don't get to listen to stand-up comedy which was my thing yeah or, um music or or sports radio jim rome was was a big one i liked to listen to back then when i'm in this truck I'm i'm trying to get my degree yeah and what do you get a degree for you don't get a degree so you can be the smartest person Mm-mm. or, or more educated. You get your degree so that you can go make more money
0: and to be more secure. The right? idea was something yeah. that nobody can take away from you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's, that's one of my biggest things about the communication side. When these guys learn this stuff, it's like riding a bike. Nobody will ever be able to take it away from you. All you got to do is put in the work up front and then a little maintenance. Spend 15, 20 minutes a day keeping up on it. But um, if you'll trade that two or three hours a day for a few years, I know it sounds like a long time, but in the pers- in the, the
2: big picture of life, it's not much time at all, is it? Kind of sounds like the life cycle of an HVAC unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that money in up front and a little maintenance. Absolutely. I'm telling
0: you guys, you will thank us for it. So turn off the radio. Turn off the, the artists. They want to make you feel something, but they don't care what it is that you're feeling. And uh, is it a good idea for you to be like all rock and roll right before you go into call? Or all sad from some song that made you think about something that was in your past?
3: Or all angry because you listen to the news?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. The worst thing to listen to is talk radio. The absolute worst. And I market on those stations, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> we. But I'm telling you, it'll, uh, it'll just absolutely infuriate you. It'll, it'll depress you. I can't do it. I don't right. know about you guys. I, I had a, a, a mentor of mine back in 2008 when I first started my company. And uh, I was getting a little bit depressed. He goes, you're listening to talk radio, aren't you, during the day? Because he and I were both, we had both had radio shows on that station. I'm like, yeah. He's like, bro, shut it off. We, we use it. We don't get used by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We use it. We don't get used by it.
2: Yeah, that's good. So, Gene, speaking of improving your career and, and kind of bringing it back in context, the jargon. A lot of our listeners have, we'll say five, seven, 10 years of habits. Yeah. Dendrites. Right. Yeah. Explain that for us. So there's thoughts, right? What's a thought?
0: What's a thought? An electrical impulse in the brain. That's it, right? So it looks like a little lightning bolt, electrical impulse in the brain. You think a thought, any thought, I'm stupid. Boom. Little electrical bolt fires off in the brain think it again and again and again and again and again, because we typically do, we, we, we focus on the stuff that hurts. Right. And eventually it becomes a neural pathway and it becomes a belief. It's a physical part of you. So tie that into what we were just talking about.
2: So I have been calling things in my trade, uh, by acronyms and, and, and trade talk and manual terms, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, I'm I'm walking uh, Webster's over here sure. about HVAC stuff for five years, and I've it's been, so hard for me to not say something that I've learned. I've said the same thing four times a day for the last five years. Toughen up, Buttercup. <laughs> Come on,
0: really, seriously? you gonna start? You're gonna stop learning? If a new system comes out that you have to work on, are you not gonna learn about it? No, we're all in. Yeah, you have to. You ain't got a choice. Otherwise you're gonna be replaced. So you can learn to have better better handwriting. You can learn to speak better. You can learn to be a better person. You can learn to transform your mind. Like you that's one of the most amazing things about dendrites and thoughts and all this other stuff is if we choose our thoughts and we can, you know that feeling in your gut that you get when you think something bad? That's a warning sign. That's from the creator. He says, hey, warning,
2: warning, you're thinking the wrong thoughts. Switch your thoughts. You switch your thoughts, you switch your feelings. So what's a practical exercise for somebody who's like, huh, Gene, I got a lot of habits here. Okay. How can I start to rewrite that? Before
3: we get there. Go ahead. Actually, because I am I was just looking this up with my kid after you said the dendrite thing. Was that yesterday or Tuesday? That was Tuesday. Who knows? Yeah. T- before he's you- when you said it's that. It's all a blur,
0: man. I, I came from an event to this one with no sleep. So. Well, I
3: immediately, what I usually do, just start looking it up. <clears throat> and I'm like, come on. It starts building tissue and, like, muscle or whatever in your brain. And I looked it up, and I'm, it's like this biology website. And I sent it to my wife and said, let's have a conversation about it tonight. And we were, well, my, my oldest and I were actually reading about it, and it was, it's pretty profound. I mean, it's, it, amazing. it's literally the human mind.
0: body is incredible. What God created is phenomenal.
3: Yeah, it's uh it's it's my, it's kind of like trying to understand how the eye works, but we'll get into that another another podcast. But according it says according to studies and research, the more we practice, the size of the dendrites in our brain grow thicker with a fatty coat of myelin, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the thicker it's the resin. dendrite, the <laughs> faster will be the signals traveling with enough practice. The dendrites build a double connection. The faster, stronger, and dual connections of dendrites last for a longer time, i.e., we remember what we learned. Thus, dendrites grow only when we are actively practicing, repeating, or doing something repeatedly. You stop, you lose it. You don't use it, you lose it. (laughs) Right. But on, on the flip side and on the more positive side, if you stop, you can lose it. So yeah, if you have a bunch go. Of, of negative uh, things in your, in your mind keeping you from being what you want to be or go where, going where you want to go, knock it off.
0: Yeah, go, let's let's format it. Let's go over top of it. Let's rewrite the disc, right? Let's speak what we want, not what we don't have. And the good news is that we can measure the power of a thought, and the power of a positive thought is much stronger than the power of a negative thought, so we can burn those dendrites faster, believe it or not. But the the biggest thing here is to not speak that negativity. It's one thing to think it. It's created. You can't control it, right? The mind is creative. So we can't control the thoughts that come into our mind, but we can control what we focus on. So we've got to have triggers that will shift us. Like, for instance, if I want to get out of a horrible mood, I have a trigger. I think about Maverick smiling at me, right? Those first smiles. And that'll pull me out of that negative thought process. So we can measure the power of thought. Power of th- positive thought is stronger. Don't feed the negative ones. Only feed the positive ones, and you can rewrite your hard drive. You can reformat that disk.
3: So I was uh, I was fortunate enough, and I want to thank him on, on the first episode since. But yesterday I was on the HVAC Uncensored podcast. Gil, with Gil. yeah, Gil Kavy. That was a that was a good time for me. My first video podcast. I love and, Gil. And we were talking about- Also
2: Brian's last video podcast, that's a term. Yeah.
3: I, I was saying on here, like my palms are all sweaty. I haven't been this nervous <laughs> since the first time I trained a group of techs. Just vomit yep. on your vomit <laughs> on Just your jump on a already. Facebook
0: Live yeah. right now. It'll, <laughs> you have the same, same reaction.
3: So uh, we were talking about those or uh, HVAC mostly service techs, but you get them in plumbing and electrical too, where they say over and over and over again. I'm not a salesman. I'm just yeah. here to fix stuff. Whether I'm not you think a salesman. i are or aren't, not you're right, you're right. People don't buy from me. I'm not a salesman. And it's just like building these dendrites, yeah. probably the size of your thumb through their brain at this point.
0: And it must be that way if you say so.
3: It has to now. Yeah, absolutely. It
0: must be that
3: way. And I, on top of that, it's uh, what, what Wally says, if um, public declarations dictate future actions. Now they've They've promised you that they're never going to sell anything. So if yeah. they do, they're going back on their word. It's like a you couldn't couldn't be a worse proposition for a person in a service truck.
0: All of this is our minds. We're all messed up in the head, man. Yeah. I mean, we're told no what 30,000 times by the time we're 5 years old. It's no wonder people stop chasing their dreams. I feel like you can triple that for Nate's kids.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bryce. As much as he tells me no around here, no, 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 so he no. Knows those office purse strings pretty tight. Well, he just says no three
0: times at the same
2: time. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have four kids, okay. so it's usually four. But yeah. Yeah. No, no, down no, no. The no. Line. <laughs> I just cuss at mine. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I use the bottom of my shoe. But hey, yeah. each his own. Flip flop.
2: <laughs> Throw a flip flop at him. <laughs> Well, Gene. Uh, speaking of rewriting the disk, I, I think that's a that's a good place to jump in. So, I'm a I'm a technician. I have five years of habits of saying the exact same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. I've used the the technical manuals to literally lay it on the table in front of the client and walk them through, you know, sixty five dollars words uh, with ten syllables and everything else. How am I supposed to work my way out of that? Is there an exercise? Can I, you know, start writing down some words and, and do it that way you need
0: to find somebody who's already climbed to the top of a tree and had all the soldiers cut down the trees and form the road like you you don't want to beat a path through those those forests yourself you want to find somebody who's already successful who's already got it mapped out for you as word for word as possible with proven results and just start studying that. I mean, you study manuals to learn how to do HVAC or plumbing or electrical or pest control or restoration or whatever it is that you do. Just start studying again. Like, but you got to find somebody who's got a proven track record of success. Now, don't pick somebody cheap. All right. You're going to, you're going to spin your wheels. You got to and and double check, make sure that there are results. make sure that there are a crap ton of reviews that people are actually saying good stuff about them. Uh, but you got to find a mentor. And here's the thing, here's what I learned. Here's what one of my mentors is Grant Cardone. And one of the things Grant taught me was that you want to go deep on one person. You you get look at all the books up there. Now I love you and everything. but out of all those people that wrote all
2: those books, how many of them have you read? Everything that they ever wrote. Well, this is Brian. So Brian's only read about three books in his life. Yeah. Oh, so those are like my books I'll, at home. They're placeholders. <laughs> it's actually my ears. My ears, there. My
0: ears are prolific readers, but yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> those are actually just read. book covers. <laughs> <So, laughs> That's so that Cr- printed out.
3: Chris Voss would be the only one. Oh, split I love the Chris difference, Voss. and it's because he only wrote one book.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like most of us, like our uh, like the people that listen to the podcast and stuff were like serial information chasers. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so you get all this information from all these different people and you, you, you get like confused about what to do. Why not find somebody like if you want to study somebody um, for instance, let's say we could study Walt Disney. You want to read one book or do you want to read about his entire life and figure out, the the trajectory and how he became the person that he became we really need to go deep on one or two people instead of going wide and so that's what i'm actually doing with grant right now i'm going deep on everything that he's got even became a licensee a 10x mentor coach and speaker i think i've spent 120 grand with him what in the last six months or less six months or less um, but I, I'm buying all the stuff. I'm, I'm downloading it all into my brain. I, the dude's a billionaire. Why would I want to not know everything about that dude? Why would I study somebody? Why would I study 20 guys that have made 10 million instead of go deep on Grant, hmm. right? Or or Gary V. or or whoever it is that is in a, a similar area that you're in. Go deep on one person. Get focused. Go all the way down. Gene Slade. Yeah. You're here. 100%. Like I study everything that I'll put out there for you. And good luck catching up with me because there's several years worth of content, video content already. So, I mean, it's going to take you some time. But go deep on one person. I don't care who it is. Wally, like we were talking about.
3: Well just, then long.
0: Yeah. Just um, study everything that they put out until you've gone through it. And then do it again and again and again and again. Grant says, watch this video 10 times because on the 10th time, you're going to learn more than the first nine put together.
3: I wish my mentor had heard that part when he made me listen to that tape 100 times. Yeah. <laughs> One <laughs> right? hour
0: tape. Frequency before greatness. Frequency before greatness. You, you're Whenever you do anything, you suck at it at first. After a while, you don't suck that bad. and After a while, you're just okay. And then before you know it, you're like, hmm, I'm getting pretty good at this.
3: Yeah, look no further so, for this generation yeah. than the first time you picked up the sticks and played Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> The first time you picked up that remote, you, you knew you weren't going to be any good, but you got good. Bow, bow, bow. You <laughs> give this same person and, and tell you them, got them that, toasted. Like, I want you to go into this home and present something. they're like, I could never do that. Yeah. No, you just can't do it right now because you right. haven't practiced and learned and been trained. But well,
0: it's so funny that you say that too. It brings up something else. You got to role play. You got to practice before you go in there. Otherwise, you are practicing on live meat. Yeah. Right. I picture a bunch of <laughs> like, people just drove before off the you road. go hunting. Don't you shoot at a target first? Don't you sight the rifle in? Isn't there some preparation? Right. Why would you? Why would you do that? And and those of you that don't have the education that you need, why? Why would you go into a house and just blow it? Like, spend some time uh, on your life. Like, you're only going to ever be worth about 30, 40 bucks an hour with your hands. And you underestimate how much money you need to retire. Some people want to be a millionaire. A million bucks ain't nothing anymore.
3: Nothing. Especially if you're retired and don't have an income.
0: No, you're retired. You don't have an income. You just sold your income by retiring. If you're lucky, you'll get 4% cash flow on a million bucks. It's 40K a year. Congratulations, you're in poverty. And, you know, you can't take anything out of that million. A million bucks is worth half of what it was four years ago in 2017 right now because of all the money that's been poured into the economy. So good luck with that. You got a million bucks now and you retire. It's going to be worth a half a million four, five, six years from now. So... We underestimate the amount of money we need in order to live the life that we want, and our biggest problem is our ability to make income. People, get, you got to get your money right out there. You got to start focusing on multiplying your income, not adding twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year. I'm talking about X's. I'm talking about two X, three X, four X, ten X, what you're making right now, and then learn how to live on twenty percent of it because the government's going to take forty. Learn how to live on twenty percent. Government takes 40. That means you you know, you know, put 40% of it away. And eventually, it'll have enough cash flow to where you can stop. But otherwise, you guys are going to work until you're dead. Just telling you. Social Security ain't going to be there for you. Better get your money right now. Better get serious. Time is going. It's slipping away. Today is gone already. Money replenishes, time doesn't invest in yourself. And to you every money, every dollar that you have should go back into yourself until you're able to make a half a million bucks a year. That's my opinion right now in 2021 or 2022.
3: Which is, as you said in that training center yesterday, easy to do in a service truck. Yeah. Doesn't seem that easy from from where most of our techs are sitting. But before we before we get away from the role-play thing that we were talking about, you said um, you have to do it. And, like, being at this company and our techs that are listening, I mean, it's a stretch even for them. We role-play nonstop, and, you know, some guys love it. Nobody loves it. Uh, <laughs> some guys, I do
0: now, but I used to have a waterfall down my back and my armpits yeah. when I did it. Like, I would shake. It I'll was terrible.
3: I'll say here some, some – well, I'll say – uh, ladies and gentlemen, love it, uh, hate it less than others is probably the the best <laughs> uh, term for it. But I know that I I'd been at companies before when I was younger where there was there was nobody to role play with. Right. Right. So you don't have a, a, a crew of people who are trying to get better. It's just I'm either the only employee or I'm the only one that would ever think to do something like this or listen to a podcast like this. And for that person, I would say, well, we'll take Stephen Murphy, one of one of our plumbers we have here. I was training him on upgrading emergency shutoff valves. And at that time, this this here in my office, in our studio, this doorway used to go into that half bathroom. And I took him into that bathroom, and I said, I canceled his next call, and I, and I trained him on selling these valves. <clears throat> well, he didn't have any. This was Thursday, and I believe it was a three-day weekend coming, and he had nobody to role play with. So I, I told him he had to go sell his fiance. Yeah on replacing all of the valves in their house at our book price. <laughs> he was getting no right. discount. Uh, and if he could do that, if he could actually get her to say yes, he would come back Monday a, a monster. And then I gave him a little spiff package to like for everything mm-hmm. he sold. And he came back an absolute animal. And the reason is she is more than anyone down in our training room or, or anyone that manages you or you know fellow tech, she is going to call you on your BS. Right. In ways that you can't even imagine. Yeah, you are not gonna get anything. You sound scripted,
0: it. right? You, like yeah. you didn't say it right. sound <laughs> robotic. Yeah, I am not buying that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I have uh, a gentleman named Ricky Garland in my mastermind, and uh, he role plays with the ki- his kids. And one one thing about that, the whole role playing thing, it's hard to do if you don't know what to say. So what I would do is I would find a mastermind or I would find a group like Lead Ninja that's got scripts for you, that's got a greeting, that's got a way to present the price, that's got payment plan closes, that's that tells you how to handle the top three or four or five objections. And then you take that printed information and you put it in your child or your wife's hands or your husband's hands and you role play that stuff back and forth. And they let you know when you got a word wrong, if you get stuck, they give you the next word right? Spend some of that time with your family and let them, let them partake in the process of growing you because at the end of the day, they're going to remember those times when you're making two or three or 10 times the money and they were involved with you, right? Like that's one of the things I love about Brittany is that she wants to be with me when I go places, right? We get to make those memories together. Why not make the memories of role playing together with your family? You know, let let your kids see you studying. When was the last time your kids saw you study something, Gen- gentlemen, ladies out there? I mean, think about that the, the example that you're setting for them, that you're out of school, but you're still studying. You're still learning. You can create an example for them for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, and we role-played for, what, 45 minutes last night?
3: In the bedroom, (laughs) (laughs) about forty-five minutes. No, we were on. We were (laughs) all right. Nate, get the editing button.
0: (laughs) We we were on the back patio, the back deck, and yes, tell them what we were doing.
1: We were working on some of the scripts for me learning all the scripts that everybody else learns.
0: So last night we were we were creating word picture. We were creating pictures, kind of like we were showing you of how we sell the indoor air quality stuff. How I get the technicians to remember thirty negative. Ben, uh, negative side effects of breathing in the stuff and then how to flip it and make it positive. So we were studying the, the time commitment. The time commitment goes, so here's how this is going to go. We're going to start, I'm going to start on in your indoor system. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you do it. See if it's stuck. Oh, yeah. Come on, Britt. Yeah, let's
2: go.
1: <laughs> so here's how this is going to go. I'm going to start on in your indoor system. And by the time you have to leave, I'll move to your outdoor system. When you get back, I should have everything together.
0: She lost it. She totally <laughs> lost it. All right, you ready? <laughs> Put it together. Yeah, you're fired. Just kidding. <laughs> so so here's how this is going to go. So what, what we did, just a quick little thing. So I told her, I said, I want you to imagine yourself sitting in the Jaguar that you sold. And you look over to the right, and there's somebody that wants to race you. And you nod at them, and you go, so here's how this is going to go. <laughs> And then you take off, right? And then you move. I I want you to step left and look at this picture. So here's how this is going to go. There's a pair of on shoes that I wear all the time on top of an indoor system. I'm going to start on your indoor system.
1: I kept saying at. Yeah, she kept saying
0: at. So I was like, there's a pair of on shoes sitting on top of the indoor system. And then when you have to leave, it's Wednesday and I, there's leaves on the ground, and I have to pick them up. I have to have them. When you have to leave, like I'm a, almost a leave fetish dude, right? <laughs> I'm painting these pictures for her. When you have to leave, you pick up the leaves. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move to your outdoor system. You can see an outdoor system there. And then now there's a big lock on the wall with a, a key in it, and I want that lock. Um, you can even lock up if you want.
1: I missed that part.
0: Right? And then I said there's a clock on somebody's back and it's a really nice clock so by the time you have to leave
1: by the time you get back
0: by the time you get back that's right clock time on my back by the time you get back
1: i should have everything put together for you and there's a puzzle down there right
0: putting together a puzzle so we spent 45 minutes like creating a new mental mapping thing for the greetings so that we can help people to Memorize the greeting, kind of like we showed you how to memorize all the negative side effects.
3: All right, so go through that greeting like you have it memorized now. Nah. Okay,
0: so um, I open up the door, or you open up the door, and I say, I'm here to take care of your air conditioner. You point to the garage, I say, I normally start inside. You walk away, I say, just as a point of clarification, this call may be recorded for quality assurance. and My goal is to provide you with five-star service today. Is that okay with you? They say yes, I say great. Uh, I'm here to do a $252 total system rejuvenation for $39.95. That means I'll be going through your system with a fine-tooth comb. Should I find any deficiencies? And I'm not saying that I will. Would you like me to share them with you? They're going to say yes. That's a pretty big step. Very important to get that out of the way up front. When they say yes, I say I usually start at the thermostat. Or I usually start, can we use your countertop even to start the paperwork? I'll take their iPad and I'll go, hey, is this all all this information correct? And they're going to go, yeah. And I'll go, I usually start at the thermostat. They'll take me to the thermostat. I'll ask them, is this where you normally keep the temperature set? They say, yes. May I turn the system down? I turn the system down, and I'll just listen for 10 to 20 seconds. My first opportunity to practice silence. Uh, Silence is one of my best friends as a salesperson, right? Silence and questions. Um, If they ask me what I'm doing, I just could put my finger up to my ear, and I'm going to control the silence. I'm not going to answer them right right away. I'm going to say, I can tell a lot about a system by the way it sounds. Please take me to the outdoor system. They take me there, silently record the model and serial number. Please take me to the indoor system, silently record the model and serial number, and then i got to get a time commitment. Do you have any to? Uh, are, are we working with any time restrictions today? They're going to say no. They say that all the time. Guys, you got to get a time commitment. If you don't get a time commitment, it's going to kick you in the butt every single time. How many times have you s- presented your findings and all of a sudden these people have got somewhere to go and it's like they're in a hurry to kick you out, right? So are we working with any time restrictions today? They say no. You got to double check them and go, so you don't have anywhere to be later. That's when it's going to come out. And if they say, yeah, what time do you got to leave? What time are you going to get back? And this is the part Brittany and I were working on. So it was the last portion of it. And it was, so here's how this is going to go. I'm going to start in the indoor system. When you have to leave, I'll move to the outdoor system. You can even lock up if you want. By the time you get back, I should have everything together for you. So that's it. I mean, that's the whole greeting. And then at the end there's those magic questions, but I'm not sure we should give those away on the podcast, should we?
3: <laughs> Wasn't even gonna ask.
0: All right.
2: Yeah, they gotta pay for those.
1: <laughs>
2: so that's that's great stuff, Gene. Appreciate the role play there. <clears throat> yeah. Nice yeah. and smooth. Hey, well, um, kind of getting back to the technicians and, and you know, how they can be improving with each other. What's your take on uh camaraderie training, right? So You had talked about looking for that mentor Mm -hmm. and somebody who's going to be able to climb the tree and and say, here's where the road's going, start shopping. Um, What about kind of the group mentality, like improving each other by bouncing ideas off of each other or even back to the jargon conversation, like, what'd you say? You say capacitor, Mm -hmm. right? Get that out. You know, that that type of... uh, Well, holding each other accountable. I love that part.
0: Um, What I don't love is two guys that that are making hundred K a year that want to make 400 K a year that think that working together is going to get them to 400 K a year. You need to go find somebody who's already made 400 K and ask them how they did it. And I don't know if what you found, but guys, I found that the more successful people are, the more likely they are to share with me how Absolutely. they did it. So uh, no man is an Island, right? We ask for help, not because we're weak because we want to remain strong. So, ask for help, and don't stop until you get it. find people that have already done it, and ask them to help you. They'll be more than happy to. They get joy out of it. There's the big, fulfillment in that
3: The biggest compliment I can receive is somebody asking me to show them how to do something that they're telling me I do well. yeah, it's much better than just somebody saying hey you're you're really good at this, yeah,
0: can I have help?
3: You really believe that compliment when it when it's on the back of. Can you show me how to do it?
0: And we're, we're prideful human beings, right? Pride cometh before the fall, though. Right? So ask for help and don't stop until you get it. Like, There's no excuse. Yeah. No excuses whatsoever, especially with the internet out there. You got the whole world in your pocket. You can find out anything. And all the free stuff that's out there, we're crying Ridiculous. out loud. to Take advantage of the free stuff.
3: Ridiculous, like, podcasts out there. <laughs> yeah, great podcasts.
0: <laughs> Amazing ones. Right on. <laughs> the video podcasts are the best though right oh, <laughs> wow that was that was for you Gil. yeah we love you gilly
3: <laughs> yeah um to think that and and i'm not i mean f- even forget this podcast but that there are podcasts like this like masters mm-hmm. of the hustle or, or to the point or HVAC uncensored that are having guests on there that are that I mean, I had a one-hour Brian Tracy tape, a little one-hour snippet of the psychology of selling. And I just told this story on <clears throat> on uh, HVAC Uncensored yesterday. But um, my mentor gave me that tape, and he said, take these sticky notes and mark a Roman numeral every time you listen to both sides one time. And when you've gone a 100 times through it, bring it back, and I'll give you another one. Wow. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and it was 21 great 21 great ways to become a sales superstar. It was just one of the hours in that book. And I and I came back and handed him the tape and all the sticky notes. And he pulls out what looks like a plastic briefcase and he pops like the hatchback car open uh-huh. and it's I don't know what it looks like to me 10 million right? cassette tapes of sales <laughs> training and I'm like, "Are, are you you're joking with you why would you yeah. do that to me you know how sick i am of hearing brian tracy say like 15 sentences yeah um but, but you could was, repeat
0: the whole oh track, absolutely and, word for word and
3: like i was saying i would just be presenting it became a part then. of who you were it's, things would slip out from that tape that i never even said in my life um but the thing that strikes me now is that you know i had to go see him for a cassette tape back in the early 2000s whereas right, right now i mean you're Our trucks all tie into our phones. I can just, yeah, I can find something you did seven years ago on YouTube and play it, and never have to hear it again. I could Mm -hmm. probably do nothing but listen to you speak for the rest of the time I'm in a truck. Unfortunately, probably without ever paying you. But (laughs) yeah, well, (laughs) no, that's not the case. (laughs) I'm,
0: I'm, I'm keeping a lot of the stuff hidden. Right? There's, there's, (laughs) I got seventy five or so free videos out there right now, and we rotate some of them out occasionally. But um, yeah, there's several hundred hours worth of content in the mastermind at least
3: yeah and i didn't i didn't have that in the early 2000s i mean i, I don't think no. there was anybody doing it now who no was man doing i was
0: then. driving around i went to walgreens or cvs and bought one of those little tape decks you know the ones that had two buttons that you could press to record back yep. in the day <laughs> that would pop up like that mm-hmm. and uh, i would drive around holding that sucker to my ear like, literally listening to tapes like that look like a huge cell phone. I'm driving in my truck. Yeah,
2: and the like
3: trucks this. were much louder back then. Oh, my gosh, the it was The original horrible. AirPods right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hand pod. <laughs> yeah, I remember when the iPod came about and I got to go home and find stuff and download it into yeah, iTunes and put it on that this was little incredible. thing. And it was like, my life changed dramatically because I, I would be under a mobile home repiping it with one headphone right? and listening to, to Tom Hopkins or something like that.
0: I loved Tom Hopkins back in the day, man. Actually, it was yeah, one I'm of my on very first. I know. Yeah,
3: did you listen to that one?
0: No, I didn't. I just know that <sighs> you told me that I did better than him, so I didn't need Nate to listen some to air
3: it. <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now I, I plan to though. I do. Now, Brian, yeah. that's actually a really good point though. But I, I, I think it's important to remember the ease of access. does not mean the ease of application. Absolutely. Right. So in in fact, I think it works so much in the other way. Yeah. Uh, Like all the information in the world gives you what's a, what's actually a documented phenomenon choice fatigue. Yeah. Right. That's why restaurants that, you know, have a thousand pages like people just sit there and, and, and they can't make a decision. And that's why people don't recommend don't do anything more than three options, four options, because mm-hmm. you start getting five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 choices. And people are just like, eh, I got to think about it. I can't, this is, this is too much for me to do.
0: Yeah, a Confused mind always says
2: no, or I don't know. Right. Yeah. And, and so like the ease of information, while the world is literally at your fingertips does not actually change the heart of the matter, which is, am I willing to actually walk look into it well and if it's free it's for me oh wait no <laughs> but if it's free
3: it's your, uh i don't know what to finish that one but i know what you always say is uh people who pay pay attention yeah
0: i mean russell brunson says it perfectly he says that over the last several years he's had at least a dozen friends or family come to his funnel hacking live. It's a twenty-five thousand dollar event or something like that. I don't maybe it's not funnel hacking live. Maybe it's the inner circle or whatever it is. But he's given them this pass for the weekend for twenty-five grand, and not one of the people he's ever given it to has ever created anything from it. However, the people that paid twenty-five grand, they got like a ninety-plus percent success rate because they paid, and the more that they pay, the more they pay attention. Right. So I've found that over the years, as my prices have gone up, that people take
2: it more seriously, they implement it harder and they have even bigger, better, badder results. Well, the concept of ROI is return on investment. If right, The investment is free. Yeah, What is the expected return? I mean, what's two X of free, right? Still free.
3: It It did. I mean, it, it concerned us with filling a room full of people who weren't paying anything, but their time mm-hmm. to be in front of you when we were paying that bill because I mean, I, you know, they don't actually know how much it costs for them, for each one of them. To you didn't exceed. tell them not yet. I think you told them a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> they they just have to up. do some quick math on how yeah. much you made an hour to be here and they'll figure it out. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, they, um, uh, they didn't actually pay for this training. So I do, I mean, we were some somewhat concerned about it, but here at least we have so many levels of accountability and we're going to, you know, keep, just yeah. keep it going. So we're not too concerned, but, yeah, those those who pay do pay attention. I've been to, I don't know, probably hundreds of seminars and trainings at this point. <clears throat> and early in my career, when it was like, like my first Tom Hopkins two-day boot camp in Scottsdale, Arizona, I had to convince my pregnant wife, we lived in an apartment with her parents when we first moved to Las Vegas. I made like 33000 or $38,000 or something the year before in Detroit. And I had to convince her to let me put Three grand on a credit card to go. Sure, see Tom Hopkins for two days.
0: It's a month's worth of income,
3: and that's that is the hardest I've ever worked at, um, both memorizing and applying the the tools and principles I learned. Because it was a
0: massive amount of money for you,
3: ten percent before tax, ten yeah. percent of what I made the year before. Yeah, um, you hadn't,
0: you didn't have a choice but to make that work. I had
3: to get everything I could out of it. Now smash cut to four years later, you know, working for Ken Goodrich and I'm making, I don't know, a hundred thousand a year. I probably didn't get as much out of it when it was that much less of my income still going to those things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As a percentage of your income, when it goes down, you take it less seriously. It's a little bit less important. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know I've bought products for a few thousand bucks before and never opened them. Wow. Information products and stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And you can see some some people. And I know that's Brittany's job for you, which is to kind of survey the room and, and see who needs to be brought up to speed. But I, yeah, I she's do this same thing where I'm like, you've been pl- you've been staring at that number two pencil for a while there, bud. It's time. I'm going to send them a, a text message real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't straighten out. <laughs> Look well, forward.
0: <laughs> when I come into a room, I'm really only looking for 20, 25% of the guys. I'm looking for the ones that I can see that fire in their eyes. Because I, I one person, in your, what do we have, 80, 90 people in that room? There's a lot of people in that room.
3: Probably pushing 80.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it only takes one person in there to pay for this training. So I'm looking for I'm looking for 16, 18 people in there to really grab a hold of this and take off because when they do, they become the rabbit. Right. And everybody chases the rabbit. So they, they've got to prove that it can be done. They're starting to see that it can be memorized and that that can be done. But when you start really popping ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar IAQ tickets, they're gonna be like, holy cow, it actually worked. And then they'll start to buy in. But not all of them will. Never happens. Nobody you never get a hundred percent buy in, do you? No. No, for sure. So not sure we ever get fifty. But if I can but if but if we can put another four, five, six million dollars aboard on the board in IAQ, I mean it'll be worth it. Fine.
2: And water <laughs> treatment.
3: Enough about the IAQ stuff already. Let's talk to some plumbers.
2: Well, Gene, you've certainly given us uh, a lot of your time and energy this week, and we really, really appreciate that. Um, I want to focus on here, as we kind of wrap it up today, uh, the concept of believing in yourself and believing in what is possible. You spoke earlier about the law of attraction in some of our trainings, so maybe you could start there and then talk to the people listening right now that – they feel like they've achieved something that's special for them. Sure. And and maybe they've lost sight of what is possible.
0: Yeah. I, I love to start the trainings out that way. And we started our last event out that way. You know, what is actually possible for you guys out there? So y- you don't know what you don't know, right? And unless you know what has been achieved out there, you, you won't be able to reach your greatness. So like years ago, you guys know Roger Bannister, right? In the fifties, the scientists and doctors said it was physically impossible for somebody to run a mile in under four minutes. They said that the runner's heart would explode inside of his chest before he could ever achieve that. And uh, but Roger Bannister didn't get the memo, right? He he actually ran the mile in three minutes and fifty nine seconds. And the craziest thing is that since then, almost six hundred people have done that. They say that Roger Bannister gave them permission to run the mile in less than four minutes. So I was sharing with some of your people that I have friends that work for air conditioning or plumbing or electrical contractors that make a million plus dollars a year as salespeople. Uh, They're people that are selling $10 million a year or more. I've got friends selling $7 million. I've got somebody who works with me who sells four and a half million dollars in IAQ a year and another almost $3 million in equipment. So there are people out there, a million dollars is nothing anymore. Three million is the new million. It really is. So And, and $100,000, you think that's a lot of money. It's not. It doesn't go far. And the more money you make, the more money they take, right? So um, you can make a million dollars a year doing this, and you don't have to work 80 hours a week doing it, and you don't have to own your own company doing it. Matter of fact, you're probably going to make less money owning your own company and have 10 times the amount of stress. It's a fantasy. Like people, most of the people that are business owners out there right now shouldn't have done that. They're 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 miserable. Right? So those are some of the things that are possible, guys. And if you whether you say it's possible for you or not, you're right. You decided. You chose. But I know some of these guys and they're not the brightest bulbs in the in the lamp
3: or the best communicators.
0: No. They're not, but they're humble. They listen. They're hungry. They work, right? And they're continuously learning. It's really that's the combination. Be honest, be hungry, be humble, be learning. Be relentless. Never stop. Only way to lose, only way to fail is to quit.
3: Love it. Yeah, I saw a uh, <clears throat> saw a great uh, YouTube video. I think it was Billy Cook posted it in the Team Believe TriBrand uh, Facebook page. I think it, is it Eric Thomas? Is that that motivational speaker? I don't know Eric Thomas. He said uh, every. He said they say that a a, a a crocodile is one of the most ferocious things on land that it could kill a, a lion one on one. And he said, but I could kill a crocodile with my bare hands. You know how? Get him right after he eats. Yeah. Right after he's full. Close, Close. his mouth, hold him underwater till he drowns or whatever it is. Because that owl, or that crocodile, once it's full, it's satiated. It's got mm-hmm. no fight in it. And yeah. And that's a lot of us. Sure. We get a big win, a big check, a big score, a big year. Take what your foot you. off the gas. No, no more accelerate. Now it's mm-hmm. in neutral, and and we never go any further. Which is why the story of <clears throat> Brent Buckley going to you. Brent and I came up together. We we started it. Yes, plumbing, heating, and air. The mm-hmm. same. We were in like a couple months of each other. And he was doing four million a year. Five. He, he was at five. five. He wanted to do six. He wanted to do five point five. And he came to you. This was twenty eighteen.
0: Something like that.
3: Yeah. And then. Smash cut to 2020, he did $7 million. Yeah. But this guy is running 80% maintenance calls. Yeah. He's not a comfort advisor. Nope. Maintenance calls suck, too, don't they? And he's doing... <laughs> <laughs> not for me, buddy. No, man,
0: they're the best calls in the world. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, but he was doing $5 million a year. I, I don't know what percentage he's at, but you can assume that puts him around a half million dollars of income a year. Mm-hmm. And what did he say? I got to go spend some money to have a guy from Florida literally across the country train me to get a little bit better to hit my next goal. He didn't spend
0: a dime. He was in Orlando and he called me up and I said, Hey, why don't we meet for lunch? I'll, I'll help you out. We'll talk. And, uh, we spent about an hour together for lunch and it was some really, really simple stuff that he was overlooking. And, uh, it's so funny. I can take a guy who's making three, 400,000 bucks a year doing three, four million a year. And I can add another million dollars with a one hour conversation if they're hungry and humble and they just take the action. Right. So, and Brent was looking for another half a million a year. He got 1.5 million that year because he took the action and all he needed was to be able to see what he couldn't see. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And that's why we have to have mentors like, and we outgrow mentors too. Sometimes. I outgrew a mentor a few years back, and it was a painful separation. But it's what happens. If your mentors don't continue to grow, you outgrow them.
3: Yeah, Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Yeah. But he always changed golf coaches. Yeah. He never kept the same one forever. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I have coaches. I've got a coach that I have to meet with tonight at 530 every single week. I'm meeting with her. She's looking inside my brain. Help me to get my stuff straight. Help me to work through any breakdowns that I'm dealing with in my life. You know, you need a coach. You need mentors. Find people who have been where you want to go and listen. Just do exactly what they say. Now, look, don't take advice from them if they're not in the place that you want to be in certain areas of their life, right? You don't want to take relationship with advice from somebody who's got a bad relationship, but if they make millions a year, they'll teach you how to do that. Right? So Get, get good mentors in the different areas of your life that you want to grow in. And, yeah, get yourself a coach. Invest in yourself. Until you start putting money into yourself, it's going to be really hard to grow. It's going to take a lot of time. A lot of time. It's like you were saying earlier, right?
3: Fast forward button.
0: Yeah, hit the fast forward button. You're either going to pay for growth with time or with money.
3: Yeah, you can, you can, I don't know, you can walk 10 miles to see what's over there or you can just buy a telescope. Yeah. It's just gonna be a lot faster to buy. I'll itself. go to
0: zero to get to the next level. I'll go in debt to get to the next level. Some people say debt's not good. Bull crap. Bull crap. <laughs> it is if it gives me massive accelerant. It is if it takes my company and turns it from a ten million dollar company to a twenty million dollar company. So
3: Yeah. Car, car debt's not good. Right. <laughs> Retail. <laughs> exactly. <debt>. Not good. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, debt that, that makes you money is a different story.
2: So bringing in for a landing here, Gene, and speaking of coaching, uh, he does that really well, doesn't you, he? You do. <laughs> he brings it in for a landing every episode. Every yeah. episode. Uh, you do. We do have Brittany in the office. Yeah. With before us in this, the studio. Uh, before
3: Mavericks chloroform wears off over here. <laughs> yeah, Benadryl. The Benadryl colada he he drank through that bottle.
2: It was whiskey and honey when I was a kid. <laughs>
3: yeah. Same. <laughs> Grandpa's old cough medicine. Yeah.
2: So we understand that you travel frequently or almost always with Jean and uh, the two of you break down the room together. Talk to us about that.
1: Sure. Yeah. So while he's doing the training, I, I generally look around the room and find the guys or the women in there and find out what they're struggling with when they don't say it. But I can see things that maybe they don't even necessarily see themselves and I can point them out and I have Jean call them out. And.
0: She she reads their body language, their facial expressions, the way they're sitting, um, their different tics and stuff like that. She's very, very good profile and she can see things um, that they're communicating non-verbally.
3: So would you say you're looking f- more for the people who are checked out or the people who are checked in? Both.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say both, but the ones that are more checked in, obviously you can get into them more um, than the ones who are not so i would say for sure the ones who are checked in and, and that want it those are the ones that typically you can get to the top much faster but we've had some ones that were really shut down shy quiet um and and flipped them over and something else and even installers different people that just hopped into the training for fun i guess right and wasn't really Um, what they were there for. And they turned out to be some of the the top salespeople in the group.
2: So be honest. um, Across the course of the training, how many hours has Brian been on his phone? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Every (laughs) second. (laughs) Sounds about right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking more at the other guys though. You guys do what you do and I'm watching more of them to see who it is that we can really make an impact on and who we can help.
2: Gene, how has, uh, How has your relationship with Brittany improved you? Uh, You know, massive,
0: massive support is what I can say that I've gotten from her. Um, Belief in me that I don't even have in myself sometimes, right? Les Brown used to talk about how sometimes you have to believe in someone else's belief in you until your belief kicks in. And there have been times where, where I, I've been struggling mentally about whether or not I should make a move, and she tosses a credit card at me. She says, buy it, hmm. right? Invest in yourself, you know? I spent $7,000 the other day for 30 minutes with somebody, a scaling expert.
1: Yeah, that's and, happened at Grant Cardone's office a couple times.
0: <laughs> what's that? Yeah, where yeah, I've been at Cardone's office, and they're like, this is 40 Gs, and I'm like, uh, she's just a like, do it. Invest in yourself. Are you not worth it? Right? So she helps to push me. Um, and, uh, and frankly, like we're best friends. We're, we're essentially the same person, just different gender. Uh, mm-hmm. Love languages are the same. We just love being around each other. So it's been amazing to be able to, to have this relationship and also be able to work together and, and to enjoy it. So um, she pushes me. She supports me. Um, she looks out for me. She's got my back, she's got my six, and she's got my twelve. So and and I need that because I'm you know, people don't really know the real gene, right? They don't know how soft I am, they don't know how easily um I get emotional, and uh and she looks out for me and she protects me. And so um I really I really just wanna help the people in this industry to be able to choose if they want to work less because they make more money and I want them to be able to get home for dinner on time for their families. Um, it's a big deal to me. This industry is tough on marriages, stuff on relationships and um, it's tough on human beings, like just our physical bodies. You, you go in your room there and look at your technicians and how many of them are buff like how many of them work out every day or, or three or four times a week? We run them 50, 60, 70 hours a week and they got to run that hard just to make the amount of money that they need to make because they don't have the knowledge or the education in, throughout the industry mostly. Your guys are different. You're constantly investing in them, right? But you go to the average, average company and we're a bunch of slobs, right? Todd, Todd Lyles wrote an article about it one time. It was called Killing the Service Technician. Who was that? Todd Lyles.
3: L I L E S. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's called killing the service technician. There's another podcast for you. You ain't kidding. Yeah, Service Excellence Training is the name of the company. It's a competitor, but not really, because we, we won't do, have them trained. Don't uh, worry. We do different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Brittany just I'm threw her headphones. I'm not me. gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about that. Um, you know what you got here with us. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, I don't even remember what I was talking about.
1: You were talking about me.
0: You? Well, <laughs> she's phenomenal. Uh, she really is. Tell me more. She's,
1: You're not just saying that to be nice to me?
0: No, no, I'm not that nice. Um, but no, it's best friends, supportive. Like, I feel like I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I could not do what I'm doing right now without her. It's just no question. Um, so, it's so just too much.
2: So Brittany, as, as you are the frequent travel companion of Jean and you're making your way across the country and, and getting into dozens of different shops and in many states and uh, different regions of the country, and you are a, a good profiler is, is how Gene described you. Yeah. yeah. What is it that you're seeing in the trades that concerns you? And what is it that you're seeing in the trades that excites you?
1: Uh, The thing that concerns me the most, I think, is the lack of, you know, training that they actually do put in the information that's given for free or paid by their boss. um, And they just they don't care enough about their job. You'd be surprised where we go and people don't even know how many stages there are of different IQ, what each of them does. Right. It's like it's like taking them back to school to teach them from square one because they're not selling it because they they don't know it. If they don't know it, they're not going to sell it. They're not going to produce for that company. So I think that's the most concerning for me is they don't know the products.
3: That is it. That was a good point, though. Is a lot of them don't know because they don't care. There are people in that training room with us here this week who I can go ask a question, you know, HVAC techs. There's a few that I'll go ask a question about one of these indoor air quality packages. Won't be able to give me an answer a week from now. Yeah, They don't care. There, there mm-hmm. is a percentage of techs out there who just they're not interested in the next step i think the they've
0: given level. up on their dreams
3: the dendrites they don't them know what's possible right
0: yeah well or what's possible for them they don't believe enough in themselves look life is tough it'll beat you up and our personal lives whether we want them to or not carry over into our work lives
1: oh yeah like uh, every time we leave training we're, we're talking about all the guys in the room and what happened and we break down you know the day and what went on and like what it excites me for that is to see like the guys in the room the one guy that got up I think it was yesterday doing the mental mapping exercise and he killed it like he he was able to point out every single one after hearing it once and that is so exciting to see what their future is going to hold for them and what you know what becomes possible that they didn't know and you almost see a light bulb turn on for some of these guys and it's that's why we do what we do the yeah. results, and it is so exciting to to see that. And that's what we talk about. We leave, we talk about our wins, and
0: it's generational yeah. transformation. Yeah, that's we're, the we're possibility helping. that we're standing for.
1: We're not helping one person, right? We're helping that whole family. So, there could be a wife, there could be two, three, four, six kids, like we have. You know, it's we're yeah. making a transformation on families, not just uh, technicians. You know, so that's that's what excites me the most about what we do.
3: Absolutely, it is cool because. As, as I sit and talk about Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins, one day, somebody from that room will sit here and talk about Gene and Brittany. And I can, I can uh, whole, wholeheartedly attest to the fact that they not only are, are very good friends but are a tag team because every break I come to my office and fire off some emails and stuff and I look out my office window and they're standing there talking. They go out, they game up on <laughs> yep. what happened the previous couple hours. They spend ten minutes, they go back in, and then just get right back at it. It's every single break. Yep. The only one that didn't was when she wasn't here today, and then.
2: And then Jean's training was terrible. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, and then I, <laughs> I saw a
3: picture on uh, Facebook story of uh, Jean out there talking to one of our electricians, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I took that one yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday?
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to get out of your training room. It really is for the breaks. Oh, yeah. when, when I say break, I try to take, make a beeline so that I can go get a breath and try to recharge for a minute and clear my head. But it's one guy after another guy after another guy that are <laughs> barricading me in there. I can't get out of the room, it, which is Maybe we can super, open that super, <laughs> super, super flattering and humble. Uh, and I love the opportunity to be that contribution. So, um I'm just going to be really tired by the time I leave here. That's all.
1: It's, it's life changing for us too. when we leave, right. There's things that we learn everywhere we go. Every, each business is different. Their values are different, what they hold. So
0: we get super attached.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, and we learn stuff everywhere we go just as much as, as the next person. And that, that's part of our journey. I fall
0: in love with the companies that I go to Mm -hmm. and the people. And I get really, really sad because I don't know if I'm ever going to see them again. You know? Um, we leave it all on the mat, as my old wrestling coach used to say. Uh, he said, Gene, when you go out there, you got to leave it all on the mat. You don't want to wake up tomorrow and go, I didn't put my full effort in. right? So when we go out someplace, we leave it all on the mat. And that way there's no no regrets. right? Whatever happens, happens. But um, ordinarily, there's massive explosions in the companies and People are getting their money back in 30 days or less, and we're getting phone calls from technician after technician. We've got a text thread going right now from the event this past weekend, and it's only got seven people on that text thread, but it's just they're popping off sales left and right, left and right, going, this is amazing, this is amazing, the process is incredible. We're totally in. Um, I pray for your guys that they commit to the process, because if they do, not only will this company have massive benefits, but their families for the rest of their lives will reap the rewards. So... That's great. Thank you for what you guys do. I appreciate the podcast that you put together. I appreciate you getting the information out to the people that need it, people that are not going to be able to be in an organization like yours. Like, it's life changing for people. It helps and it makes a difference. So please keep doing what you're doing.
2: Right on. Likewise, back to you. And if people are interested in learning more about, Ah, uh, the services you provide, or or getting in touch with you. Where's the best place to do that at?
0: Leadninja.system.com. Leadninja.system.com. You can also catch us on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. All those are. You can Google Gene Slade. I'll come up first.
3: Or hit us up, and we'll put you through. No yeah. problem.
0: Yeah, hit these guys up, and. Have them refer you to me so that there's some sort of something that
2: I owe them, right? Yeah. Yeah, or have yeah. them have on. them check their calendar first. <laughs> Nate, pause it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final question for the two of you. Um, as you have, uh, as you've been in this industry, Gene, you've been in the industry for decades, and specifically mm-hmm. you've been in the trade industry for 30, almost... 32 years. Almost the training industry oh. for almost uh, a decade as well, right? Seven years, eight I've years. I've been training... Since 2005. Yeah. Um, and, and Brittany, you know, you've certainly been around this for a long enough time, and you've been in the trades yourself as well. Yeah. As you take all of that in and you look back as to where the industry has been and where we are at today, and you want to speak into the future about the people who are, who are out there looking on the outside, looking in, saying – how do I get, how do I get into this thing? Or is this worth it? Like, should, should I step into the trades? You know, I'm not quite sure what I want to do. What would the two of you say to like those people considering?
1: Well, I think COVID taught us a lot, right? That I don't think the industry is going to go anywhere. Um, but it's, it's going to be what, what will be next? What will be new? Uh, you know, I mean, everything has changed so much in the past decade alone, even with the internet and everything else. So what new incorporations, what do we have to learn to excel that and for each company to stay on top everywhere we go because things are so new and happening so fast. But I see with COVID it's, it's it's not going to go anywhere. We are relevant, especially in Florida.
0: Yeah. And I would tell people that are on the outside looking in that are interested in the trades to find the top three companies in your city that charge the most money for that specific trade because they're the likelihood that they're going to be able to invest in training and invest in you and that it's going to have a good culture and everything is going to be much greater. Right. Um, and I would say we need more women in the trades. I really think that uh, that women have, they, there's the possibility that they could kick some men's butts on the communication side of it. They're a little bit more sensitive to feelings and to emotions and vibrations and things like that from clients. So I would say jump in both feet, find good companies though. I think 1 hour and Benjamin Franklin and Sparky's are great companies to work for. Find the good companies that are charging a lot of money and uh, just jump in. Like you can make as much money as you've ever dreamed of in the trades and there's a lot of fulfillment. I mean, you make you make a decent amount of money and then a customer gives you a thank you and some cookies to go home, right? Like the the gratitude that they show you when you go out and you help them is pretty significant. So it, I might. They always say if you cater to the classes, you'll live with the masses, and if you cater to the masses, you live with the classes. Or you can. You have the opportunity at least, right? Everybody buys toilet paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody has got heating and air conditioning. It's not going away. We've got massive shortages. Huge opportunities for people who are sharp and who've got will. Will is what it is. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are either unwilling or unable to do. And it's usually, they're just not willing. We've all got the talent to be successful. Do you have the drive? Do you have the stickability? I Remember I said, the only way to fail is to quit? I wanted to quit many times in my life, haven't you guys? Yep. I've wanted to quit my life. Several times, right? But you can't quit. You got to keep going. And um, that's a way to make sure you don't fail. And if you fail, fail forward. That's not a failure, right? What is it, What does Les Brown say? If you get knocked down, try to land on your back. Because <laughs> if you can look up, you can get up, he says. <laughs> so.
2: Awesome. Well, we'll leave it there. Gene and Brittany, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And Maverick. Never woke up up for us. (laughs) Very
3: disrespectful already. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't
2: be the first time somebody slept through our podcast. No, sir. (laughs) Nor the last. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us and extending a little bit extra of your time with us uh, and our listeners on the show. It's a pleasure, Nate.
1: Thank you. Thanks,
2: Thanks, Brian. Hey, we hope you enjoyed today's show. It was great having Gene with us here actually in the office, and that's such a a privilege for us. I know our guys and gals in the uh, trades here in our business have really been enjoying his training, and uh, we're looking for so much more to start actually putting those things into application and seeing the fruit of that labor. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this little preview of uh, what Gene is all about. And there is so much more there. um, And you can certainly check him out at his website and other social media platforms. As is our goal with every program that we do, we're looking for ways to make you better. We're looking for ways to improve the current you, to make a better version of you tomorrow. And Gene brought so many good nuggets and pieces of of, uh, of change to apply to your lives. Anything from updating the way that you're talking and communicating to help the client understand to believing in yourself and believing that something that you never dreamed of is actually possible and better yet is currently being done by many people already. That type of belief, that type of determination, that type of of. I'm not going to stop till I get it, is what we're all about here the Wasting a Day podcast. And we hope that you took something from this podcast and you're going to apply it to your life, even right now. Start today. Don't wait. Don't say, yeah, I'll get back to that later. Start today. Take something tangible from what we talked about today and actually put it into your life and make it happen. And we encourage you, as we always do every week, to find a way to wake up each morning and choose to waste no day.